Hey, welcome to the Movie Club. I'm Miro. I'm Kyle. And I'm Davinia. And today we'll be talking about La Piel Que Habito, The Skin I Live In. This movie is from 2011 by Pedro Almondovar, based on the novel Migale. The story is about a brilliant plastic surgeon, Robert Ledgar, played by Antonio Banderas, who is haunted by past tragedies and creates a type of synthetic skin that withstands any damage in honor of his late wife, who died in a flaming car accident. His guinea pig is a mysterious and volatile woman who holds the key to his obsession, Vera Cruz, played by Elena Anaya. As he gets closer to perfecting this skin on his flawless patient, the scientific community starts growing skeptical and his past is revealed and shows how his patient is closely linked to the tragic events he would like to forget. And the tragic events, let me describe them shortly. His wife died tragically in a car <laughs> crash, burned like a matchstick. And also wow. his wife then had a crisis of identity. And mm-hmm. when she saw her, herself after the crash, for the first time, she immediately committed suicide in front of their daughter, Norma, who then gained a very serious psychological issues and she couldn't function normally. And after that, when she finally got out of this she went out and was immediately raped. When she was raped, she fell into some kind of a shock and stayed on the place where she was raped. And her father found her. And this immediate succession of events put in her head that he, her father, was her assailant. And therefore, their relationship was forever damaged. And from that stems the revenge story that we see in this movie. He hunts down his daughter's Rapist, yeah. Accused rapist. Because he, there is like some confusion around the events that happened there. He thinks mm-hmm. of it maybe not the exact way that it happened. His father or the rapist? Yeah, the Antonio Banderas, he doesn't really know exactly what happened. He finds the daughter laying there with her dress on and everything. But he finds like her shoes somewhere else and like her sweater. And it, you have this idea of a very violent encounter happening. But yet she's laying there very pristine and seemingly like untouched. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is he thinks this guy brutally raped his daughter or was going to or something, hunts him down and turns him into the woman, the strange, mysterious woman from the whole movie prior. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite shocking. And so he performs a vaginoplasty and over a course of like six years and keeps him prisoner and basically turns him into a woman. Yeah, performs many more surgeries. What would you say? Was this a story of revenge or insanity? Both? Both. A mix, perhaps? It's a story of mad science and gothic horror. Transgenesis. They say that he did forbidden experiments as well, so scientific mm, community true. was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. And he had similar arguments that the madman has. We do it for our crops, we do it for our food, mm. but we can't mm-hmm. do it for humans? Well, no. <laughs> it's a very Frankenstein-type story. Basically like a modern retelling of Frankenstein in some way. Mm, Well, I would say Frankenstein loved the doctor, didn't he? He considered him his father. There wasn't such hate. There's a complex relationship here as well, I would argue. Did you think, is this Stockholm Syndrome going on there? Or was Vincent or Vera pretending to gain trust all the time? Yeah, because for some part of the movie, it seems like he's going to let her, him, her. I don't actually know how the... I think they still identify as Vincente. I also had this question in my mind before, and I think I would rather keep calling him 
at him because he didn't want the gender change. But I guess that's Tamira's point. Was there ever a point where he, where they had accepted it? Because I think something on the newspaper really triggered. I think so too. Like a final breakdown. Like, because he sees a picture of himself when he was a man. I think he accepted it. And then he actually yeah. remembered mm. after such a long time. He never saw himself as Vincente anymore. So after such a long time, he got the jolt to get back. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild from the start. And if it's the first time you're seeing it, you just have no idea where this movie's headed and what kind of world we're in. Because it does seem almost sci-fi in the beginning to me, or not sci-fi, but it doesn't, it seems like a heightened reality, heightened world where it's not very realistic, everything going on. What would you say was not realistic? Just the way people act, the way people talk, the way people act, the kind of science, the way the science just kind of brushed, like, yeah, just accept that transgenesis and all these things and stuff. And he has this crazy lab in this kind of gothic, well, I don't know, gothic, but it's like, yeah, like a Spanish castle from like... Oh, careful. I think that was his home and he made a private clinic out of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. But it's like... I don't know, there's something like, they could have said, oh, this is taking place in 2030. I mean, I do think it's like a modern kind of gothic horror film. The way it's explained, it does feel a certain way, but because you're seeing like the modern time happenings of it, it creates this weird vibe. He's doing these experiments on his own in this lab in his basement, and it's, I don't know, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, Please explain to me what was horror about it. There's a mysterious, like, she's locked in this room wearing this weird skin suit. He's mutating animals <laughs> things together to create artificial skin, grafting it on. We have no idea what's going on. Then we get this burn victim who's portrayed like some kind of, yeah, creature from an 1800s Victorian novel coming to the window and jumping out the window. I guess maybe you wouldn't think like old horror novels are horror either. But there is, he's in a castle. He's a mad scientist in a castle doing ex- human experiments on people. Like, how is that not horror? I wanted to add to that. Then you have the side of the patient, quote unquote, right? There's a certain psychological horror with what this person's going through. Besides of being chained up, they're writing on the walls like they're in some kind of crazy moment of their life, which they are, clearly. I think psychological horror is more specific description for that fits for it, I think. But there's definitely, there's like real stuff going on, like experiments and human experimentation and skin grafting and the crazy tiger rapist guy and a murder right away. And I mean, there's more going on than just like psychological stuff. Hmm. Well, let's talk about the tiger. (laughs) Oh my God, the tiger. (laughs) Robert's stepbrother. To me, I got to say this, I didn't really know how to feel about the entire situation. Just for starters and to get people situated... Robert, the doctor, leaves the house, and in it, there's still the patient, obviously, Vicente or Vera, and there's his mother there as well. Well, we don't know it's his mother yet. We don't know that yet, obviously, but she's there as the maid. And this one guy, dressed up in a tiger costume, shows up and starts calling into the house. The maid apparently recognizes him pretty much after a short conversation where he's like, yeah, it's me. Just open the door. Well, he has to show his like, ass to prove that it's he, him because he has like a birthmark true. on his ass. That <laughs> so he is bends true. over and shows her his ass. Yeah, it's his mom. That is true. I have forgot about that part. So he comes in. We find out that it's her son. And so they sit down and they have something to eat and whatever. He sees the camera because like in this dining room, they have these screens where they can see Vera and what she's doing. Recognizes her, leaks the screen. <laughs> 
which is really weird. And he ties up his mother on a chair and starts going around the house. He wants to get into the room. He seems very comedic at first. And he seems like a big dumb idiot. He realizes he's just, oh, he's this guy who shows up every 10 years and ruins her life again. But she can't do anything because it's her son. And it gets scary. First, it's a reunion, reunion yeah. between son and mother. And then suddenly, it's... Uh, he's a clown. Kid. He's a clown at first in this costume. And then it gets very sinister, like very quickly. Yeah. But then we later find out that they're brothers, that his mate is actually the mother. Robert and Tiger are brothers. Yeah, Robert well, and the Tiger. And so Robert ends up then killing the Tiger after he raped Vera. Even though he's changed this man into this woman, he's made her look like his dead wife through all the operations that he's given. So he starts to fall in love with her. At the start of the movie, it's shown that he's watching her on cameras and screens and is attracted to her. It's very clear. So he's actually fallen in love with his experiment, which he, I guess, originally meant to be some kind of punishment. Or I don't know, maybe he really was creating a bride for himself in a way. I think that came as an accident. At first, he wanted to punish him. And then suddenly, since he created likeness to his wife, to his late wife, yeah. he accidentally fell in love and forgot even yeah. himself that who that actually was before. They just don't really ever make that explicit, I think. So I do think it's murky, but I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, and that's definitely like one interpretation. I just feel like maybe it was subconsciously in a way part of the plan all along or well, something. Definitely. You often say the movie we watched had no character development. <laughs> I think it was apparent here from Vincent to victim, to experiment, to Vera, to Vincent back again. What I mean is there's not like cliche scenes of him being like, I'm starting to fall in love. I would say that definitely what happens more than him changing, like at least Dr. Robert, is that our perception of him changes. Because yeah. later on, we see the events of the past. Then when we see him back in the present, now we know more. Now we know what he's done. So our perception changes, but I don't think the way he behaves necessarily changes. He never talks to Vicente and goes, you son of a bitch, this is revenge for what you did. He did. One time when he was on the table, mm -hmm. he just gave him an exam. Okay, this looks fine. Vincent was asking him, like, what, why, what are you going to do to me next? And he leaned over to him and told him who he is. He's father of Norma, the person who he raped. And then he gave a slight part of mystery there that... He said, you'll see. You'll see when it happens. But my point is that he is very quiet in all the interactions with him. Even the scene you're describing, he just says it very matter-of-factly. The first thing he says to Vicente is like, I didn't do anything. Let me out of here. And he goes, or he's like, it's a mistake. And Dr. Robert goes, it might be. Like, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah. We never really see him before the accident with his wife, which, by the way, we should point out, the tiger had actually run off with Robert's wife. They had had an affair and they got in a car accident and that's how she was burned. And so the, all the stuff with the tiger and then the tiger again, like raping his new love interest, it obviously is important. <laughs> all of yeah. that and the parallels I, there and everything. Yeah, but I must say that after a few days of shooting, Pedro Almodovar had conversation with Antonio Banderas in which he told him that Banderas needs to drop all the uh, ticks as an actor because the director wanted to have a restrained psychotic character and the actor was playing him more typically in psycho way. So I think the result of him being so matter of the fact is this feedback from Almodovar. Yeah, and I, I think that goes to what I'm saying where Tell me the scene where he then falls in love with her. It's not there. He never needed to fall in love with her because he was already in love with his wife. And then when he was finished, he had his wife again. Obviously, the doctor's completely gone yeah. mentally. He's checked out. 
but we don't know to what degree. For him to have that kind of scene to fall in love for a second time with his wife, yeah. quote-unquote wife, he would have to have a moment where he realizes that's not his wife. Well, that's what his mother-slash-maid is saying to him. Be careful because you're going to realize it at some point, what you've done here. Aside from the doctor, those actors were very good. Both Jan Cornet and Elena Anaya. Jan Cornet played Vincente, and okay. they both, actually, during the shooting, they started spending time together. Okay. So they... Both could Weird. decide on the physicality of uh, Vincente and Vera, oh. both without telling anybody on the crew. They w even went together jogging, so their bodies would naturally mimic each other. And then right. after a few weeks of doing that, they knew that they were doing the good job because one day Pedro Almodovar noticed it and he pointed out that they're even walking similarly. So there was a lot of work going into this too. Wow, have that's kind of cool. Vincente and Vera having the same body language. Well, I yeah. thought Antonio Banderas was great as well. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. I like him. He really is. Yeah. But yeah, like perhaps to those two that aren't like as well known, at least in Spain as actors. Are they not? Very small I don't like know Antonio them. Banderas in comparison. It's one of those movies where it's got a great twist. I don't remember when I realized, oh, because there's a part where it's obviously clear, but I think... You can kind of figure it out before that is made completely clear of what's happening and that that's actually Vera the whole time. It, but it's a great twist that you don't see coming for a while, I don't think. That's exactly what I was going to get into because it's funny. Right away when he kidnaps the guy, it crossed my mind. Wait a moment. But then I'm like, no, no, it can't be. It can be. The experiments he does is with skin, nothing to do with, no, 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 impossible. And then it gets revealed and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But I already had thought of it. Because I think you know? even at the part where he gets the vaginoplasty, I don't think it's that most people guess that that's actually Vera. Right. You're like, oh, wow, what a revenge on a rapist. It's sweet revenge, I would say. Do you think it was justified? I heard many stories in real life that fathers of the raped daughters did horrible things to the rapists. And this is definitely horrible, right? Of course, but it's mm. not on the level of kidnap you and <laughs> cut off your penis. It's totally like not justified in that sense at all. And that's what you're supposed to feel in the film. And that's why Vera is sympathetic because it's not, he wasn't that bad. He knows it was wrong, but he's like, I don't think I actually raped her, though. And you can understand being in a similar situation. I think anybody could where it's a little gray. The thing is, that he slaps her and knocks her out. And then he freaks out and leaves. Well, it's pretty bad, though. Having a girl passed out grabbing boobs is pretty, it's pretty muddy. I'll call him an idiot. I would just point out, too, one thing I want to say. The movie goes to a great extent to make you sympathize more with Vincente's side, or Vincente's side because even something like when they show him in the thrift shop taking pills, you're like, oh, he drugged her. No, that's not what happens at all. But that's your assumption. And so the movie's also, in a lot of ways, about assumptions. Like, the father finds the evidence in the sidewalk of the sweater and the shoes, and he assumes a lot of things. And then we see how that's completely different. And it wasn't like he's completely good. Hmm. But it's not what we thought. Especially for me, that was the highlight. When she's trying to act normal, like a normal teenager. Oh, I'm tired of my shoes and the jacket and whatever. All that part. She's a sane person trying to act as an insane person. But at the same time, that insane person wants to act like a normal person. So it's like layers and layers on acting in there. All right. So what we can agree on, it was disproportionate punishment <laughs> for Vincente. So, and also the ending was not clear to you, Kyle? 
Oh, it was clear. I just don't really care for how it ended. First of all, <laughs> on a technical level, <laughs> it starts fading out. It's a really quick fade at the end to credits. And the fade happens mid-sentence. She says, I'm Vincente. And it starts to fade and the audio starts to fade like halfway through. I would have had her say, I'm Vicente, and then held on the shot for a few seconds and then just cut to black. Just strange to me from a technical perspective, an editor perspective. I don't really get that decision. The reaction of the mother was underwhelming, wasn't it? The assistant yeah. recognized her after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vincente mm-hmm. told her that some yeah. private conversation they had. I guess mother probably didn't believe it yet. That's why we didn't see any reaction. It's just a little too happy ending for me. But again, it does have like fairy tale qualities to it and stuff. It just all wraps up a bit quickly and she's a little too like, I'm Vicente and I'm going to go and everything works out fine. Everyone believes me and it's just a strange choice. Very different from what we watched previously, the funny games where we had the 10 minute shot of the shock after they killed the kid yeah that yeah. was yeah. long right and here it wasn't exactly. long enough i don't want like bad things for vicente but it just all wraps up a little too neatly for me and a little too happy ending i don't know what i want to happen either though well because that's the thing like throughout the entire movie it's just a really weird vibe with everything that's what we are going for probably would you like to mm-hmm. see a sequel mira no what happens no, next this is for vicente? yeah this is it. enough Definitely an interesting thing to watch. It's just one of those movies, you'll see it on lists of mindfuck movies. You won't believe the twist ending of this one. And it's true, but it's also like a really well-made film, I think. It's a good length. Two hours, exactly. For once, I won't say I think it should be shorter. (laughs) 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 I think it was fine. I think it was all all fine. It should be actually longer. If anything, you wanted more. Yeah, it actually could be a little, give it 10 minutes more. (laughs) Can we approach rating? I think we should, let's rate it. Okay. I think so, too. I will rate, I'd say, 8 out of 10. Wonderful performances, and it keeps you entertained and interested. So, more to watch for me. All right. Just based on other ratings and stuff, I'm (laughs) going to give it a 7. Davinia, I assume... Surprise, surprise. Uh (laughs) Who do you guys believe I'm mirroring this time? (laughs) Actually, I think she's going to be on your side, Miro. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. It is an 8. <laughs> Fine, nice. He's an absolute eight. After a long, long time, somebody agrees. At with long me. last. <laughs> At long last, yeah. That was the tenth episode. Boom. Mic Damn. Drop. Don't drop the mics. Expensive. No. No. <laughs> no. I am not gonna do that. All right, and that's it. You just heard our review of La Piel Que Habito, the skin I live in. Hey, we gave this one overall a 7.7 out of 10. Tweet at us at movieclub underscore pod unless you're scared of Elon Musk. We'd be happy to hear what you thought. We'd love if you would rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And that's also where you can find plenty more movie reviews by the movie club. You can join us. You can join the club if you visit our Patreon page and subscribe to one of our membership tiers. You can find the link to that in the description of the episode. Next week, we are talking about Gosford Park. So make sure to watch it and then tune into the episode. Thank you.